0: 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 12. Uh, What a joy tonight it is to be here. Amen. I appreciate the choir singing and the special singing tonight. That was all a blessing. Uh, Brother Jeff pulled a fast one out there on my hope is built on nothing less. I like that old song. Amen. Uh, When darkness shall hide his lovely face. Boy, I'm, I'm resting in his unchanging grace. Amen. Boy, I love that tonight. Amen. When I can't find him. I'm glad he knows where I am tonight. Amen. Boy, Job talks about Job 23. Uh, He talks about, he says, I I go forward and I can't find him, and backward I can't see him, and on the left where he doth work, I can't perceive him, and on the right, he said, I can't find him. But he went on to say this in verse 10, I believe it was. He said, But he knoweth the way that I take. Which one's more important, that you know the way that God takes or that God knows the way that you take? Amen. I'm glad he's watching us tonight. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, look in verse 12. It's a joy tonight to be here. Amen. Look with me in verse 12. For as the body is one, And hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. Now, as I read this tonight, uh, I I picked up on something that I had read this years and years and years, and preached on it numerous times over the years. There's one thing the Apostle Paul repeats himself uh, in this chapter: is there's one body, but many members. Over and over again, he wants us to grasp that. Look at verse thirteen. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made all, or have been all made to drink into one spirit. Uh, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not of the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where were the smelling? Boy, that would be weird, wouldn't it? To have one big ear just walking around. That would be crazy, wouldn't it, by Mark? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head uh, to the foot, to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble or necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor and upon our uncomely parts have more abundant, uh, more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. My God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should be the same, should have the same care one for another. And whether, the, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, and one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Nay, you are the body of Christ, the members in particular. You can be seated tonight. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the singing. I pray that you were honored in it and the folk found help and was blessed in it tonight. I'm glad that you are an anchor that holds and that you're an anchor of our soul tonight. And to know that our hope is built on you and that we're resting in you tonight. I ask that for somebody here lost, I pray you'd save them. Uh, somebody that has a need, I pray that need would be met, but it is preaching time. And I pray that you would just touch us and anoint us afresh. And uh, Lord, and, and that from heaven, I pray that we would hear from you tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would do a work that I cannot do in these folks' hearts. and uh, Heavenly Father, I ask that you would just uh, let us leave out of here not only different, but better than what we come in here tonight. I ask Him pray again. Save somebody, encourage somebody, and touch that anoint us afresh. And save that sinner's nearest tail. For these things we do, ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. When you look at uh, the church at Corinth. Cool uh, if there was ever a church that had problems, uh, it was the church at Corinth. Cool I mean, Paul seemed like he was working on one problem uh, after another. Uh, their growth was one problem. First Corinthians three, he uh, talked about their maturity. Uh, here, even in First Corinthians chapter eleven, the prior chapter, uh, he had to deal with how they conducted themselves uh, with the Lord's supper. Uh, In chapter 12 he begins to talk about spiritual gifts and uh, they were all concerned about uh, who got what gift and all those things. And he talks about the diversity uh, of spiritual gifts and some thought some was better than others. And uh, as a matter of fact you get to the very last verse of this chapter that I read. Uh, He did say but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. And then you turn the page or look at the next chapter and you know what we find? 1 Corinthians 13 and that's charity. And he says, I'm going to show you a more excellent way and he tells us about charity. But he's telling us about that there is diversity in the church. Yes, we're all one body, but we're many different members. Now we looked this morning that the only way to get into the body of Christ is to be saved. We understand that. Uh, We know that Christ loved the church. We talked about that and preached on that. As a matter of fact, you look in the uh, text verse right here, verse 13, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. When you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you're not only saved, but you're placed uh, into the body of Christ. Boy, ain't that a wonderful thought tonight uh, to be in Him. Amen. And we know that, uh, listen, he ordained the church. We talked about that and a lot of other things. But when we begin to talk about uh, how he has established the church and uh, uh, made parts in the church tonight, uh, each of us have a job that we need to do in the church. We've all got a position uh, and that to feel and to fulfill tonight. Now, I'd like to bring this on down if I could, uh, and that to the local assembly under the local church tonight. I, and I remember as a, uh, as a young preacher, I'd I make, and I, and I still mean it. I, you know, I'd rather have 20 people that love God come together than 100 people that don't. Now, I understand that statement, but I'm going to tell you, it takes people to have church. Amen. I'm just going to tell you. It takes people to have church. You know, preachers sometimes they get wound up and they say things they ought not to say and they, especially when they're in a bad way or having trouble at the church. And, uh, they'll say, well, you look better at going than you do a coming. Uh, people get to going and not a coming. You ain't going to have a church before it's over with. Amen. There's one preacher, a young preacher. He was pastoring and he got to saying that. and uh, He said before I could shut up, they'd already got gone, and I couldn't get them to come back. Amen. And that happens. And we know there's a local New Testament church, Romans 16, that the Apostle Paul wrote in verse 3, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ. I thought, well, what a good testimony of Aquila and Priscilla. He said, they're my helpers in Christ who have for my life laid down their own necks unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise greet the church that is in their house And then he went on to salute some other people and he's talking about Aquila and Priscilla and the local assembly. And so tonight, if I could just look at this, I think there's about three things we can, uh, probably more than that, we can look at tonight. Uh, But I just want to see three things about what part are you in the church tonight. Uh, Some people take no part in church at all. What what made me think about this message or draw me to this, I've heard people say this, and, and I'm talking about people that come to this church uh, maybe we've got something going on. Maybe we've got a problem here that needs to be dealt with, not necessarily in the membership, but just uh, maybe there's a problem with the root. My Lord, I hope not. And uh, I mean, uh, they'll say, "Well, what, what are you going to do down at the church?" Well, it's not what are you going to do, and it's not what all are you all or not what are you all going to do. It's what are we going to do. See, they've never become part. Even though you come here, it ought not to be what are you going to do, it ought to be what are we going to do tonight. I mean, listen, if you're saved tonight, you're made part of the body of Christ, but then you ought to be part of a local assembly. I mean, where you can come and serve Christ uh, and do something for Him and be a blessing, uh, and that for the people of God. Amen. You say, well, I don't have a lot. I'm going to deal with that here in a minute. Number one tonight, I want you to look with me about our position uh, in the church. Paul is trying to tell the church at Corinth that it didn't matter about their spiritual gift. It did not matter what they had or didn't have. uh, What mattered is what God had chose them to do, if I could say it that way tonight. For some of you all tonight, simply just being here and praying and being faithful is what God wants you to do. You realize that tonight, don't you? Uh, he, said, he, he said not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Can I say tonight that it is hard uh, to be a blessing to the church when you ain't here? Amen? Are we awake tonight? We wake up from a nap. Like I go back to this morning's message, brother. Amen? God, I put it to you like this. Now, we're not all called to preach. We're not all the pastor. Uh, we're not all teachers. Uh, we're not all singers. Not everybody can sing. I think everybody will try to sing. It's just some people can sing better than others. But I think we all ought to try. The Bible said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But what happens is, hey, not, God don't call everybody uh, to be a missionary. God don't make everybody into a deacon. I, I, God just don't do those things. Why, everybody's got a different position in the church tonight. I think tonight in our heart, we need to find out what God wants us to do to serve Him and to serve Him in the church and then be willing to do it. Notice what He said in verse 15. He said, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not of the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were a hearing, where were the smelling? Now just in service tonight, uh, listen, if if nobody come to sing, if nobody tried, I know these are crude examples tonight, then we wouldn't have got no singing done tonight. Now, we could, we could have sung without a piano player and a bass player and a guitar player and all those things. We could have sung without. It's kind of hard, ain't it? Boy, it makes life a whole lot better, don't it? When we come in here and got good music and got good musicians and uh, we're able to do those things, it makes singing a whole lot more enjoyable. But we've all got a position. We need to figure it out. Notice right here, a lot of people, they say, well, I can't do a whole lot. And I think that's where we're coming to <coughs> right here is if they didn't have the best gift or what they uh, or what they had in their mind uh, to, to say was the best gift, then, then they're not part of the body. Do you know that some things that you do to serve Christ, nobody will ever see? Nobody will never know. You'll never get a position on stage. You'll never sit behind a musical instrument. You'll never teach a Sunday school class. And, and I think, to be honest with you, I, I think all of God's people ought to be able to teach. You just got to get over some things along the way. Hey, listen, moms and dads, you got to teach your children tonight. Amen. You've got to be able to teach them about the Word of God. You've got to be able to instruct them. I I know standing up here, is for some people, it it is just a a terrifying thing to get in front of people. I understand that. I know that. I'm still very comfortable to stand here as far as standing in front of you. The message is what makes me nervous. Uh, standing in front of y'all don't bother me. I, I mean, I've been here 21 years. I know how you're either going to receive me or you're not. You know, I've told you this a lot. I know you're either going to love me or you're not going to love me. I don't think you're here tonight and hate me. I hope not tonight. You know, when I go somewhere else to preach, I get a little nervous because I don't know how I'm going to be received, you know. But notice what he talks about right there in the book of 1 Corinthians. Notice what he says. He says, what, what, if, what if they say? What, what they're, th- they're thinking in their mind. They're thinking in their mind. It's not somebody telling them that way. They're thinking this in their mind. And tonight you may be thinking that you're not any good for the cause of Christ. I'm going to tell you tonight, if you're saved uh, uh, and you're trying to serve Him, God's got something for you to do. It it, it is to pray. It is to read. It is to be faithful to church. Uh, It is to give as you're supposed to. But we're all supposed to witness, aren't we? We're all supposed to tell about the gospel of the grace of God. Uh, We're all supposed to live a life uh, that is pleasing to Him and to let our light shine. Listen, if if we're not careful tonight, uh, then we think that since we don't have a high profile job uh, in the church that I I can't do anything for God. You know, I have to ask myself that question from time to time. If I wasn't pastoring this church, could I still be able to serve God? Well, I have to ask myself that question. If I wasn't on the radio would I still be able to serve God? If I didn't play a musical instrument, would I still be able uh, to serve God? And the answer should be yes. We should be able to do those things. He said, said, if the foot shall say, see if the foot says, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it not therefore of the body? If you're saved tonight, you're part of the body. If you're here tonight, and you're saved, and you're a member of this church, or you're here. I uh, listen, and you take part in our church. Then, then listen, then then you're part of us tonight. Some of you all, you never you never get on stage to sing. You uh, you don't teach Sunday school. You uh, don't. You're not you're not in a, whole, in a high profile position, but you're still serving Christ and trying to do something even for this church. He said, "If the whole body were an eye." Where were the hearing? What if we all played the piano, but none of us would sing? That'd be a long service, wouldn't it? If we all just played one song, wouldn't it? You, you see, you see, that's what we think tonight. Sometimes that, you know, I'm I'm not able to to do these. Can, can I can I tell you something? One of the greatest things that helps me out is Jacob handles all my audio. And if Jacob's not here, Brother Jeff handles all my audio and our video. And I say mine because I'm the one that has to deal with it through the week. But, but I, I don't have to worry about it here at the church. They take care of it. Do you know how much of a blessing that is? Now I know the church can go on without filming and we don't have to do radio broadcast and all those things and them boys handle all that. But it makes my life a whole lot simpler. I mean, it's just something very simple tonight. Or what we assume to be very simple tonight. It ain't very simple sometimes, is it, fellas? To get that stuff just right. I thought about Miss Sarah, how that she is the custodian of our church tonight. She takes care of our building. I come in the other day and I, I, I never worry about the church being clean. Not one time I've ever worried about the church being clean in years. And I come in, there was a little dirt right over here. And I thought, well, man, who knocked the flower pot over this morning? Because she generally comes to clean either on Thursday or Friday or somewhere in that. And I thought, well, why is that dirty? That was out of character. I'm ratting you out, ain't I, sis? That was out of character. You know why it's dirty? Because the vacuum cleaner broke. That's why it's dirty. And you know what she done? She brought her own vacuum cleaner home from home and took care of Everything. I'm just saying we 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 tend to. It's like Miss Evelyn. Uh, she takes care of you know. She's been taking care of all our money for. I mean since the '80s, since the 1980s she's been handling all our money, and that is such a thankless job. That I, I mean, all these are thankless, but yet if somebody don't do it, it's not going to get done. You see, that's what I'm saying tonight. I never worry about the money. You know why? She has not one time, I've been here 21 years, she has not one time ever treated it like it was her money. A lot, of, a lot of pastors have told me over the years that they've had treasures that wanted to treat it like their money instead of it was God's money. But she's always treated it like it's God's money. See, it's one thing to get a position up here on the stage or get one out of where you're noticed and where you can see what's going on. But it's those those little things that people don't see and people don't know sometimes. Just like Brother Tom and Miss Alicia, how he handles the sign and she takes care of the flower garden. And they take care of the roses. See, nobody thinks about that much. I'm just glad I don't have to deal with it. I remember during COVID, I come in here as we were doing some live broadcast or some recorded broadcast. And most of the time, Jacob would come with me and he would handle everything back there. But one Wednesday evening I come in here and uh, I went back there and got everything turned on. I come up here and and I done all my announcements. I preached, went back there, took my jacket off, took my tie to the truck, hung it all up in the truck, was getting ready to go and realized I didn't push the red button on the camera. Nothing. I said, Lord, what am I going to do? I sat back there on that back row back there and I sat down and I said, Lord, what am I going to do now? And from heaven, this is what I got. You came here to preach. And you better preach. So I went back there and pushed the red button. And I done it all over again. I guess I had good practice the first time. Amen. And I'm going to be honest with you. That thing preached totally different the second time than it did the first time. Amen. I had some humility that second time. Amen. See, It's those little things. You may not think that you're part of the church or you're doing something. But I want you to think if nobody... You know, I went into a church one time to work where nobody... I took a feller with me. Nobody ever cleaned the church hardly. It was a dwindling down church. It was dying. It was sad to see. And it was dirty. And the boy that was helping me work, he said, there ain't nobody going to want to come to church here. I agree with him. They don't, didn't look like it had been took care of. I'm not saying... what well, I am saying this. I think this ought to be the best looking building in the whole community. Amen. Let me move on. I'm going to get hung up tonight. Not all our positions in the church are great in our eyes. But we come on down through here and we'll find here in a minute while well, I'll just deal with it right now. He, he talks about how that... Uh, those feeble parts are necessary uh, and, and, and those uh, uh, those uh, less honorable parts we bestow more abundant honor in verse 23 and those un- uncomely parts uh, we, we, we have more abundant comeliness I, I mean when we do that I, I mean there's, there's unity uh, in the church because we just can't say we just can't say I, I, I don't need you or we don't have to have you isn't that what he said back up here Uh, In in verse uh, verse 21 he said the eye cannot say unto the hand I have no need of thee nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you nay much more much more much more those members of the body uh, which seem to be feeble are necessary. Those things that we don't think are as necessary actually are more necessary. We can't say just because you can't do this or do that or this is your job. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm I just going to tell you, God I, I put it together the way that He wanted to. Notice what He said in verse 18. But now God has set the members, every one of them, in the body as it had pleased Him. Come down to verse 24. For our company parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together. You know what that word temper means? I preached on that not too long ago, didn't I? You're tempering something together. You've got the right amount. If we're talking about tempering metal, you've got the right metal at the right heat. You've got the right mixture of everything to make it the way that you want it to get your desired hardness. And when he's talking about tempering the body together, that means he's put it together just the way that he wants it put together. The members that we do not think we need, we do. We look at the word feeble, we can look at it literally tonight, if you'd let me say that, which, which means weak, not strong, but imperfect. Tonight, we may have folk that come into this church, that are members of this church, that literally are physically feeble. They cannot do what they once did. But you know, we need them as much as we need those that are vigorous tonight. You say, well, what good are they? Hey, there was a day when them people that are feeble now, there was a day when they're in the position that I'm in now, and they can give me some wisdom uh, uh, to help me uh, along this line. They can give me some instruction. They got them gray hairs now, you know. Give me some instruction. We just don't think they're needed, but they're probably more needed than we could ever imagine. Because we need instruction and wisdom. Those things that we don't think are needed as much, and I think that's what he's referring to those that are feeble and those that are less honorable, you know those that don't we don't hold in high regard or those that seem improper or those that are not suitable that's 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 what that word commonly means suitable or proper, and uh those suited for the time or the place he said. For our comely parts have no need. You you don't have to shine on them and give them any more. He said those things that are suitable for what's going on, you don't have to help them. Am I making sense, y'all, not? All right. God knows how to put this body together. See the thing about this is it takes every one of us. It just takes every one of us. It's tempered and put together right. Why? He said that there should be no schism. That means a division in the body. You know, if, if I get to thinking that I'm better than somebody else just because I pastor here or one of the musicians or the singers or the teachers or somebody that, and I, and I don't want to say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way, but has a high profile position, if I could say that, where they're seen or any of those things. You know, there's some jobs you're just going to be seen in church. That's just how it is. You all are looking at me. I'm being seen tonight. Do you realize tonight that if I get to thinking that, that this church can't go on without me, that boy, I'm in a mess. Church ain't in a mess. I'm in a mess. You know one thing that I keep in my mind? This church was going long before I got here. And this church will probably still be going after I leave here if Jesus don't come back pretty soon. I wasn't the first pastor. I, I'm just saying... We, we, we get it in our minds sometimes that church can't go on without us. And actually it can. God's got a way of uh, dealing with things and knowing how to put the body together. But He talks about there should be no schism in the body, but, but that the members should have the same care one for another. The, the division would come in the very fact that, that, that we don't think uh, uh, that somebody's position in Christ and in the church uh, uh, is a worthy position. You know, false doctrine ought to divide us. It should. False doctrine should divide us. Sin should divide us. But positions in the body of Christ should never divide us. Preacher, are we having that problem? I hope not. Then nobody told me nothing. I'm just preaching what I couldn't get away from. I mean, I really wanted to get away from this message. I did. The Lord knows what's needed tonight. But he talks about there should be no schism in the body. And then that brings me to number three. Is to have the same care one for another. I want you to look at how he worded that. Should have the same care one for another. That means as you care for one, you should care for the other. You shouldn't care for one better than the other. The same care. The same care. Uh, He he come on down to say, and whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it, and one member honor, all the members rejoice with it. I remember years ago, it couldn't have been too long, I, I think one of these boys was being born. I can't remember. I come to the hospital. That was a rejoicing day. That was an honored day. And when I left the hospital, I had to go to a house where somebody had passed away. And and you're talking about having to shift gears. You're talking about what Romans said. He said, Paul did. He said, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. And so as I was leaving the hospital and rejoicing with this family, I, I had to go weep with another family just a couple hours later. Only one time has that ever happened to me that I've had to do that. All in the same day. But you know what we do? When one member, we we have the same care one for another, and the same love one for another, that whether one member suffer, we suffer, and one member be honored, we all rejoice. You know, it's hard to rejoice with somebody when it ain't you sometimes. I mean, man, they, things have been going good with them and things is great and well, all this. But you, you're having a bad day and you're having a bad week or something like that. You know, it's all hard to rejoice sometimes with folk. Are you not going to talk about suffering? Yeah, I'll talk about suffering. seems like we can suffer with people sometimes a little better than we can rejoice with them. Because there's no jealousy in suffering. But sometimes there's jealousy in rejoicing. Right, I mean, I, I mean, I I, I, I mean, listen. I'm just telling you. Sometimes it's just hard to rejoice with people when you're having a bad day. But that's what he said to do. He said we're to have the same care one for another. So we rejoice. Paul said, "Rejoice with him that do rejoice; weep with him that do weep." Be of the same mind one toward another. The same mind. Just as he said, have the same care. He said, have the same mind. Don't think that one is better than the other. Why were to have the care? You know, Paul, Paul talks about, in 2 Corinthians, when he talks about all those things that are without, how has been beat on, and, and all those things. But he said, and, and all those, those things that come up, that which cometh upon me daily. The care of all the churches. Boy, he cared for the church. Or churches. Cared for them. Can I tell you tonight, people really know they can really sense whether you care or not. They can sense whether I care or not. You know, we tell people we care, but do we call them? We tell people we care, but do we send them a card? Uh, we tell people we care, but do we hug up on them and Tell them that uh, we've been praying for you. He said, "Well, that's kind of conceited to tell people." Oh no, I, I like to hear, uh, preacher. I've been praying for you. Oh no, and I hope you are. I mean, don't tell them if you ain't doing it. But I like—I like to know. I, I love. That there's one preacher friend of mine. Uh, that that he'll send a text from time to time and it'll just come out of the blue. And he'll, he'll, Man, he can say more in, in about that much room on my phone in a text. And one preacher I know, he, he sends a whole book. I only read them most of the time because they're too long. Just too long. But I'm telling you, i got one preacher friend. But he generally, he generally opens it up and he makes a statement. And he says, Brother Latham, I earnestly prayed for you and your family this morning. You don't know how much I appreciate that. To know that somebody's earnestly praying for me. That cares for me. He said that we should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Can I tell you that there's been times in life that I've not done that like I should have. I've just not really done that. And I regret it. I simply regret it. I mean, there are some times that I can think about that I believe I'd have been a help to somebody if I would have cared a little more, spent a little more time, maybe to pick up the telephone, send a, send a card or something to let them know that I was thinking about them. To let them know that somebody was thinking about them. Anybody was thinking about them. I believe it would have been a help to them. Listen, how do we fit into the church? What's your part? In the church. Can I tell you. All of us can pick up a telephone and call. Or send a text or a card. We can pray for somebody. We can suffer with them when they suffer. We can rejoice with them when they rejoice. When they're honored. We can rejoice with them. Where do you fit in tonight? What's your position? You say, Well, preacher, I can't sing good. I I think we all need to make a joyful noise and all this. There If you want a job in the local assembly, come see me, I'll find you something to do. You may not want to do it, but I'll find you something to do. But I'm telling you, if you'll pray and say, Lord, where can I serve at? Where can you use me to the best at in the church tonight? Where do I where do I need to be? I believe He can help you with that tonight. And it all starts simply with being in that pew and being faithful. That's where it starts at. Let's bow our head tonight.